Super Talk Mississippi media production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. From our studio here in beautiful coastal Mississippi, welcome to Coast View, the show that celebrates the men and women, and uh, and really not just here in coastal Mississippi, from across this state, who are working so hard to make this a great place to live, work, and play. You know, I've really been looking forward to the show that we're going to have today. We're going to be joined uh, shortly by Nina Parikh, who is the director of the Mississippi Film Office. But if you think about Mississippi, you don't think about production and filmmaking, and you think about all the changes in the in the movie arena these days with streaming and, and the opportunities that creates for Mississippi, you think about the pandemic and you wonder, you know, what did the incentives that were launched by, by Mississippi many years ago, how does that help us and how has the pandemic changed things and what kind of person can lead this effort for so many years? Uh, she's clearly stood the test of time, that is for sure. So we're going to have a wide-ranging conversation. And let me welcome Nina Parikh, the director of Mississippi Film Office, to uh, Coast View. How you doing, Nina? I'm great. Good morning. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to, well, to talk about filmmaking, of course, but to talk about um, how it relates to the Gulf Coast. Um, it's, for sure. And we're going to really cover the spectrum. <clears throat> you've been at the office there for, well, you've been around filmmaking for a better part of your life, haven't you? Most of my life, yeah. Um, I mean, I started out when I went to when I was in high school, moving into college. I wasn't real sure what I wanted to do, and I like to tell this story to students, particularly you know the students that are coming to me, um, or when I'm out in the world talking to students coming to the coast, to high schools, wherever it happens to be. Um, I went to college not quite knowing what I wanted to do. And that first year, you know, I was general studies and talking to my best friend, he said, um, you know, you love stories and you love photography. Why don't you marry those two together and study film? And I always tell, tell students, sometimes your friends know you better than you know yourself. <laughs> so uh, I went yeah. into filmmaking. Yeah, that's good. Cool. So you went, you went to University of Southern Mississippi. I did. Uh, you also went to New York University. Um, I, my son, who lives in New York City, I said it's a long way from Mississippi to New York, but it's really not that far, is it, in the scheme of things? It's true. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the connections. It's funny that, you know, when you're out in the world as a Mississippian, the world becomes a lot smaller because of our connections, because we know how to connect to one another in Mississippi mm-hmm. so easily. Um, we are a, a big, small town. The whole state is a big, small town. And I think we take that with us wherever we go in the world and we make those connections and we end up connecting ourselves back to Mississippi and other people back to Mississippi, no matter where we are. No, I, I, I definitely agree with you. I talk about it on Coast View all the time that we have, in some ways, we have a competitive advantage. Um, I would say certainly the the challenges that we've had over many, many years, I mean, Mississippi has some history, but the reality is some of that history actually involving disasters and other very significant challenges. And when we are in those moments is when we really find out what is in the heart and soul of Mississippians and, you know, take all the politics and set that, set that aside for a second. This is not a political show, but what I like to do is focus on what's really in the heart of Mississippians and when the going gets tough, Nina, we, we care about our neighbors. We, we care about each other 
And I had this great conversation with Don Wilson recently. He's an old friend. He's from uh, he's from Gulfport, but as a in his early twenties, he went to L.A. as a film producer and went on to do some incredible things, including, for example, he uh, he produced and uh, worked with Michael Jackson on on the Man in the Mirror uh, video. And has done, you know, he's worked with just about every major star you can imagine. He's been credited with the MTV style video. He's produced uh, Olympics. He's, I mean, he's just done it all. But he tells this great story, and you, and you'll relate to this because you went from Mississippi to New York, and and now you're hosting literally people from all over the world as part of the film program. He said that when he got to when he got to uh, to to Hollywood in L.A. And began to work with people there as a, you know, again as a young guy who was very talented, but really still trying to understand the industry and all that. He learned quickly that this thing he brought with him from from coast of Mississippi was going to be very important to him, and that was just the ability to be nice, just the ability to care about people. Because as I said, it these weren't his words, but sim- simply um, implying that there were a sea of jerks in the industry, and sometimes it made. It made a gigantic difference just to care about people and be nice. But it is a competitive advantage for us, isn't it? It is. It really is. I mean, I was just talking to someone this past week about how, as Mississippians, we have this ability to create intimacy with someone quickly. Because we, because that whole small town thing, we want to know about your family. We want to know about what you do in your life. You know, do you golf? Do you, um, what do you like to cook? We do that real quickly. Um and so, you know, uh, it, it didn't occur to me until recently that that really is uh, some intimacy that we can create that maybe most of the world doesn't do so easily. <laughs> it, it makes a difference. And, you know, when you see people and you host people from all over who come here, some of them ultimately decide to live here, don't they? They do. They absolutely do. Absolutely. Um, it's happened time time and again. Um, and there is a... Actually, this this is related to the Gulf Coast. Um, there's a movie made called Vanquish uh, that was a year and a half ago, close to two years ago. Morgan Freeman was in it as an action film, and the editor of that film, um, who's French but was living in Los Angeles or in the Los Angeles area, um, obviously this is during the pandemic, and he decided, you know, I need I want to be somewhere where I can have some land and where I can, where my son can run around and, you know, have a, have access to the countryside like he did when he was in France growing up. And they were editing, uh, they were doing production here. And I guess he must've visited and heard a lot about Mississippi through the people that were working on the movie. He bought a place sight unseen. He got online, he looked um, for property and he's here now. He's here now. Um, so that happens pretty frequently. And I don't know that people understand that. Um, Natchez is booming right now. There are people moving there. Um, Tate Taylor, who's the director of The Help and Get On Up, Ma, Breaking News in Yuba County. He's a Jackson native, but he ended up uh, after The Help buying property in Natchez and just building little Hollywood there slowly over time. and. That's bringing people to Natchez, people that have worked there through some of Tate Taylor's projects. You know, they're like, 
this is a pretty great place. <laughs> Beautiful property um, for way less than they can in California or New York or other parts of the world. So yeah, it's happening. It's happening. You, um, you were a producer yourself. You actually did your own film, Ballast, that was highly recognized at the Sundance Film Festival. Um, that helps you that helps you in your perspective of running this film office and understanding what challenges other producers have, doesn't it? It does. It really does. Um, and sometimes I think the visiting filmmakers in the beginning, they may not quite believe us that we know what they're going through. Um, but through and, and other people in our office too have, have film related experience, but certainly working on a feature film, a low budget feature film here in Mississippi. Ballast was filmed in um, Yazoo County. Um, I, I know the ins and outs of what they're going through. I know that every penny counts. I know you want as many of those pennies to end up on the screen. And um, you, you don't want to have to fly everybody, everyone in because then you're spending money on airline tickets. And so how can we help put that money on the screen, you know, put put the money in the props that they're buying and the people that they're hiring here locally um, so that they don't have to house as many people, they don't have to fly as many people. Um, yeah, I get it. I get it. I know that I know a project from the very beginning until the very end, taking it to a film festival. You know, right now Sundance is happening and Normally, I would be there at Sundance as part of our job because we're promoting Mississippi um, to those filmmakers. Um, but I am attending online um, and it's just always, you know, I I'm attending online because there are filmmakers who have worked here before that have films in the uh, in the festival. For example, there's a filmmaker, David Wolf, the producer of The Card Counter, which filmed on the Gulf Coast. His follow-up film to that is called Call Jane, and it just premiered at Sundance. So keeping up those relationships, learning what people are continuing to do and, and making sure that they have an awareness that we're paying attention. Um, Bill Webb, wh whom you know, they're on the Gulf Coast. He's our project manager on the Gulf Coast. He reached out to this same producer and that producer said, you know, Bill, you're always keeping in touch. Um, and I love that, you know, he, he, he he very specifically commented that we are one of the few film offices that just keeps in touch, even if they don't have a project here. So we're trying to pay attention. And I think that's all the, you know, Mississippi, that intimacy that we create and, and the familiarity that we create. So. We're coming to the end of this segment, but when we come back and while we'll talk a little bit more about his movie, A Day to Die, I think that Curtis Nichols is a great example of someone who's done incredible work and, uh, you know, how, you know, it's, it's, it's not always sexy being a producer. You know that better than anybody. You got to work in the trenches. But when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about that and, and other successes. We'll talk about the incentive programs and how the pandemic hit this organization. I actually want to know what makes Nina tick. What, what makes her get up in the morning and want to work so hard? for Mississippi, to put Mississippi on the map as it relates to film production. We'll see you more after this break. Subscribe for free to the Coast View Podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. 
This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. We have uh, Nina uh, Parikh, who is the uh, director of the Mississippi Film Office. And I was thinking, Nina, during the break, um, one of the things I really enjoyed about being a publisher of a newspaper is that when just about anyone was in town of significance, whether it be a political person or someone who's involved in movies and is, is in your case, or just someone who's in the news was in the community. They usually came by the newspaper and we had the opportunity to sit down and talk and in a way Coastview has been sort of a recreation of that for me. So it's a great opportunity to sit and talk to you and get to know you better. Uh, we're going to, we're going to continue the conversation about the film office and the role of the film office, the success of the film office. A lot of great things are happening there these days, but let's come back to you for just a second. What, what is it that makes you tick? I mean, what, first of all, I've, I, in my research of you and my watching you over a number of years, you're a really good communicator. And you mentioned about Bill Webb a second ago, reaching out to that one producer and staying in touch. But clearly you're seen by people who are in the, in the industry as someone they trust, someone they can communicate with, someone who can sort of shoot straight about what the situation is in Mississippi. Um, that takes a lot of dogged determination. So what is it that keeps you going? It's a great question. Um, you know, I think Mississippi is we're the underdog. I want to see us. I want to see us succeed. I want us. I want people to see the real us, um, and that can be done in so many different ways. From from where I sit, um, one of those ways is, of course, to bring people here to see Mississippi that may not have. Um, they may look at Mississippi in a very stereotypical way. And so when they come here um, and then work here for months at a time, they get a totally different perspective and go back and go, oh, that's not what I thought. That was that they embraced me. This worked out. You know, no matter what your background is, we, we find that happens over and over and over again. So I love the fact that I'm able to be that ambassador for people to come in and they feel welcome. You know, I assume that most people, when they call the Mississippi Film Office, they're not necessarily expecting me to pick up the phone. Um, so already they, their stereotype has, has been broken. Um, we have a very diverse office, um, age range, um, ethnic background. So I love that we get to be that, that representative for the rest of the world when they come to visit. So we're already changing Mississippi's story in, in just the daily work that we do um, by just existing. But outside of that, I also like that we get to nurture Mississippi filmmakers and we get to tell our story, truly tell our story, not just because, by example, but um, find the stories that are happening here, um, whether they are real or imagined, um, but telling it from our perspective. And I get to play a tiny role in that. Um, every single day. So I think that's what gets me up. Uh, I love this state. Um, I'm not originally from Mississippi. My dad's from India, my mom's from the Philippines. I, we moved around earlier in my life, Illinois, Indiana, New York, and then landed in Mississippi when I was about 11. And couldn't have imagined that I would embrace a place like I have, but it's home, it's home. I married a Mississippi boy, I'm raising a Mississippi boy. Um, and I have a very rich life, and it is because of the state. 
it's because of the arts. It's because of the people. It's because of the food. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So we're, we're okay. So you you see a growing number of Mississippi producers and others involved in the film industry coming along. I, I mentioned Curtis Nichols' name. He's not alone, but it was, he's a good example of, of a more recent uh, producer. Where where's that? Where's that coming from? Where's that seed? How, how do how how is this happening in Mississippi? Um, in Curtis's case, Curtis Nichols is based here in the Jackson area. Curtis started. Uh, I'm trying to remember how he started his career. I think he started probably as an actor and stunt performer, and that was outside of the state. Um, mm-hmm. And then. While he was, I guess maybe that experience of working on other people's sets, he he felt that I have a story to tell too, and why can't I tell it from Mississippi? So he started off making very low budget, um, low budget meaning like fifty thousand dollars or less projects, and he did a couple of those. And but because of his outside connections, he was able to say to others, you know, I've made a movie here in Mississippi. Why don't you bring your bigger movie here? And we'll make that. And so that's that started to happen. And with The Day to Die, which would be the largest production he's worked on here in the state, you know, you had uh, Bruce Willis and Frank Grillo and some other big stars um, here. Kevin Dillon. Yeah. 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 So um, just he he wants to have a studio here. Um, So that's growing. And so, you know, from my perspective, it's real important for us to to really pay attention to those local filmmakers and their dreams because it 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 starts small you know sometimes it starts with a short film um we we have a grant program called the mississippi emerging filmmakers grant program it's a small amount of money it's 2500 dollars for per filmmaker and it's administered by the mississippi film alliance but that 2500 dollars allows them to make their first maybe their first short film which then it grows from there. So it's real important for us to pay attention there. Tonight, actually, we're going up to uh, Tupelo for a screening of a film called Mysterious Circumstance about Meriwether Lewis. It's a narrative telling of his very mysterious death, um, which happened along the Natchez Trace. And this was made by a filmmaker by the name of Clark Ritchie. This is his first feature film. Um, He is he is uh, had a whole career. I believe he's an engineer. Hopefully, I don't get that wrong. But I believe he's an engineer. He has an art gallery and has always wanted to tell stories. And so he raised the money, wrote this script, made this movie. You know, again, low budget but high quality. Um, um, John Schneider is in it. He plays he plays Meriwether Lewis, so he has a little bit of star power there. And produced by Mississippian as well, Robbie Fisher. So this will be her first feature to have produced, and we get to go see a special screening of that. Not a public screening, but you know, a um, kind of a crew crew screening, crew and cast screening. So just the fact that that's happening all over the state is amazing. It, it is amazing. <laughs> yeah. and you know what, though, Nina, it's hard. It's hard work, as I mentioned. It's real you know, hard. It, 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 in, the final, in the final product, there's some sexiness and pizzazz attached to it. But the reality of it is it's hard. And what you've seen in your, in your uh, tenure there, you've seen 
the industry changed really dramatically from mm-hmm. you know really big screen and and television to now streaming is such a big part of what's happening. I would assume, and I don't know this because I haven't read specifically about it, but there I would I would assume that with streaming and so much um, so much I don't know thirst for 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 more content that that budgets are more important probably today than ever, and that you know they're doing they're doing some amazing work. You think about some of the series on Netflix and some of the other stuff that's coming out today. They're doing some amazing stuff with budgets that are you know you wouldn't have dreamed of in terms of low budgets. You wouldn't have dreamed of a few years ago. But you've really seen some dramatic changes in the industry, haven't you? We have. We really have. Um, I'm one of the found, co-founders of the Crossroads Film Festival, and so that we started in 2000. Um, so at that time, for example, we didn't get very many entries from Mississippi filmmakers. In fact, there were so few, we were out just reaching for, you know, like, where are they? I'm just digging for these Mississippi filmmakers. Um and most of them weren't the greatest quality either at that point. So now cut to, you know, here we are in 2022 and we have multiple film festivals around the state with dozens upon dozens of entries from Mississippians and you can't show them all. Um, yeah. So that's, yeah, that's absolutely changed dramatically because now we have access to equipment more easily. Um, when I was in school, mostly while there were video cameras, it wasn't high quality enough to go shoot your own project and have it air on the internet. Uh, we were really working in actual film at that point, 16 millimeter and 35 millimeter film, which is cost prohibitive for most people. And now we have the tools and we have computers. I mean, I could make a movie right here in my office <laughs> with my iPhone and my computer. <laughs> yeah, the barrier to entry has been lifted. And mm-hmm. and you think about how content is now delivered. Yeah. You know, that's all changed dramatically. And yeah. there's so much competition over content. And you're seeing big, big name entertainers, uh, actors that would only have only thought literally never moved away from the big screen who are now extraordinarily open to streaming. Sure. That's a that's a major change, isn't it? It is. It really is. Um I mean, I'm watching premieres of Sundance Film Festival movies right now from my computer. <laughs> <laughs> with pretty, with exclusive Q and A's, <laughs> pretty pretty amazing. Hey, you know the the one thing that um, that the average person may not appreciate, and we'll, we'll start this at the beginning of the next segment since we're coming to the end of this segment, is that the uh, you alluded to it at the beginning. The every state, every single state in, in the United States wants the score when it comes to filmmaking because it's a great economic driver and uh, you know, various legislators and, and leaders and communities are creating all kinds of different types of incentive, incentive programs um, is extraordinarily competitive and then you think about what happened in the p- pandemic with new york and la and then georgia to some extent their demise relative to the pandemic really created opportunities for Mississippi. When we come back, I want to talk about sort of the economic drivers of the current situation that we face today. We'll come back after this break. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. 
Welcome back to Coast View. We have Nina Parikh with us. She's the director of the Mississippi Film Office, and we're just having a wide-ranging conversation about the changing nature of the business, the movie business, and the filmmaking business. Um, we're talking, you know, we, before we went to break, I mentioned that we should uh, spend a little bit of time about the competitive nature of the situation. Sort of how does Mississippi stand? We'll come, we'll evolve from that into more. What did the pandemic do in terms of create in terms of creating opportunities for Mississippi? But it is extraordinarily competitive, isn't it, Nina? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are incentive programs all over the world um, trying to draw filmmaking to their their communities and their jurisdictions. So. Um, it we had an incredible we've had an incredible year years now it's crazy that we're in years now of this pandemic um, one probably if you don't know anything about the film industry at all um, if you were asked as a Mississippian do you have a film industry there has it been busy you'd probably think oh no we don't really have that mm, we have been the busiest we the busiest we've been in terms of financial um, in the history of our office during the pandemic. And uh, as you said earlier, you know, we were lucky that Mississippi was open for business right there at um, in the summer of 2020. And we haven't stopped since then. Um, We had the busiest fiscal year in the history of our office. Um, The rebate started in 2004. And in fiscal year 2021, we maxed it out. Um, at $20 million, and that's only happened maybe close to once. It's never actually happened, but in 2015, we got close. Nina, what, what's interesting to me, though, is it would be interesting to see what the long-term impact is. And it, one of the things, for example, Coastal Mississippi, the tourism effort in Coastal Mississippi, very early in the process, decided strategically that they were going to focus on people who travel in their cars, and they did. And um, because they said people feel safe in their cars, our studies showed that over 80% of the people who come to coastal Mississippi come here in their cars. So we're going to get really focused on the drive-in traffic, okay, because we know that the airports are going to be down for a period of time, certainly from a, from a leisure travel point of view. And, uh, and that's what they did. And if you look at the recovery, if you look at the recovery of Mississippi, how it ranks in the United States, one of the top recoveries, once they turn the switch back on, one of the top recoveries in the United States. Then you look at the components of that that really did well, and it was literally, it was tourism. Tourism drove a big part of that, people coming in. Of course, gaming was a big part of it. There's a lot of theory now though, that a lot of int- a lot of people who were not otherwise familiar with coastal Mississippi and Mississippi, for that matter, who have traveled here by car have now been introduced to it, and they're going to be coming back again and again and again and again. Maybe the same thing happened in the film industry that that, that, that they had good you know good experience. And uh, all the and we'll we'll talk in, uh, in just a second about all the pieces and the talent that you have to have to be able to pull something off like a film, but you you know there's a chance you've accomplished that goal and that maybe you'll see some repeat performances as a result of it. Oh, we already we've already seen the report repeat um, clients coming back, customers coming back. Absolutely, um, part of that has to do with with our incentive being really strong. Um, part of it has to do with welcoming communities um, mm-hmm. and that that Mississippianness that we have, <laughs> that, that yeah. hospitality that we have. Um, communities are embracing productions and they're making it easy for producers to make their 
make their films. Uh, you know, there's a there's a producer by the name of Daniel Lewis that worked there on the Gulf Coast. He made a project called Christmas in Mississippi. Christmas in Mississippi, mm-hmm. if you remember yeah. that, it was yeah. uh, a couple years ago, and that wasn't his first film in Mississippi. That was like his fifth. And now he's done two more in Natchez, Mississippi, and he's coming back for more and more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, the filmmaker, the producer that did um, Vanquish that I mentioned earlier, Richie Salvatore, he's on four or five now. So we have several producers like that, not just the two of them, that had a good experience, just like the tourists that drove in. Um, and discovered something that's like, oh, I didn't realize that there's a great rebate. There are people here that are enthusiastic about filmmaking. There are talented people here. Um, oftentimes they are surprised that we have such great actors here. So, you know, they think that they're going to have to fly everybody in and then they start doing auditions here and casting calls and they realize there's some true talent here. So they're hiring uh, talent from here for in front of the camera, not just behind the camera. So, yeah. But 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 what you bring up is a really good point. When people think about putting a movie on, you know, they think about maybe extras and in, in front of screen, as you just pointed out. But what goes on behind screen, the the technical expertise, <clears throat> and wide number of other positions that are necessary. They, they care a lot about whether that talent's going to be there. Mm-hmm. And you guys have really done a good job. You've got sort of this ready group that you can get in touch with on a moment's notice and, you know, come to bear. You've got a lot of a lot of part-time people who are engaged in this as well, who probably some like like Kyle Curley on this on this producer of Kosu can be a jack of all trades, do more than just one position. Correct. But, but that's something you have to spend a lot of time thinking about, isn't it? We do. We do. Um, You know, we're not, we need to build that crew base. We don't have enough personnel, but we have, the people that we do have are very talented and we are constantly trying to figure out where do do we nurture more of that talent? Where do we train that talent? Um, I'm a graduate, as we spoke, um, of the USM program, the radio television film program was what it was called then. And I studied film specifically. So those students are now on the Gulf Coast, whereas I was in Hattiesburg when I was in school. But the Gulf Coast students um, are incredibly valuable to the growth of the industry here in Mississippi. So we have um, Vincenzo Mistretta's students there on the Gulf Coast that are going straight to work on these productions. And sometimes while they're still in school, they get to intern on these on these big productions. And then also Pearl River Community College, Ron Haig there has a great program and he's putting those students to work during school. And as soon as they graduate, they're off to work on a, on a project. Heinz Community College here in the Jackson area has a great program as well. So we're connected with those, with those programs and making sure that those students are they know that there's work to be had here and hopefully they'll stay and build those resumes. You can build a resume quickly. It's real funny that you finish, well, you don't have to, you don't, I'm not encouraging people not to finish their degrees, (laughs) but you don't have to have a degree to work in this industry. Um, Once you're on a set, if you're a good listener, you're a hard worker, you're a team player, you're going to be hired again. This is one of those industries where it's word of mouth. You know, you you work once and those people that you worked with, they're going to the next project, they're going to hire you again. And it you move up the ladder pretty quickly too, if, if you want to. Um, so it's 
it's it's a great industry for so many types of people, no matter what your background is educationally. Um, again, you don't have to have a degree to work in our industry and it's creative, it's fulfilling in a very creative way. Um, it's exciting. You know, I like to say that we get to have a hand in making dreams come true here in Mississippi. Yeah. I like the way you said um, you, you, one of your biggest challenge. No, no, no. Challenge is really the worst thing I could call this, actually. You're a myth buster and <laughs> that you're that you are an ambassador for this state so that people can get to know who we are, dispel some myths along the way. And and hopefully you, you'll develop long term relationships where they would come here and do business. Uh, you know, I, I can't think of a better person as it relates to that than Morgan Freeman. I mean, he's, mm-hmm. he probably is the, the ultimate myth buster. Mm-hmm. I know he's done three or four movies from Mississippi. More, more recently, um, I, I tried to actually find a release date on it, but Paradise Highway, has it actually been officially released yet? It's not. It is not. Yeah. And I don't know that they have an official date yet. But yeah, getting- uh, of course, Juliet uh, Benici is in that, and then another Frank G- G- Grillo um, uh, movie. I've been a real um, advocate for bringing attention to human trafficking and what that's all mm-hmm. about. So that movie, when it does get released, will will get a lot of attention, I believe. What do you think? Oh, I agree. It was very... Um- it's a very important subject matter, for sure. Um, and the way that they tell the story, I think, is really going to resonate with people. So uh, I'm excited yeah. to see it. And it felt good to be a part of that. It's It always feels good to be a part, even just the tiniest part of a project that's going to have, that's going to be not just entertainment. There's something else to it. Um, like recently, um, there's a series on ABC that just finished last week called Women of the Movement. Um, and it focused on Mamie Till and the very tragic story of her her son, Emmett Till, the murder. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was, it, it, it just, it feels incredible to be able to, to have had a role in that and sharing that. When we come back, we're going to continue the conversation with my new friend, Nina. Parikh, who's the director of the Mississippi Film Office, and we'll talk about a couple of other great examples and see where we go from here as a state. See you after this break. And also listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say, Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Well, back to Coast View. We have Nina Parikh, who's the director of the Mississippi Film Office. And I've really enjoyed this conversation. Again, this is one of the one of the reasons I did this show is to find a lot about what makes people tick. People who are in really important roles in this state, and in this case, Nina is a, as we discussed earlier, an ambassador for the state, in more ways than one. And um, you know, we've got a lot of great ambassadors. A lot of people who have roles that take you outside the state, and they represent the state when they do whatever it is they do. 
and uh, they they give people the good impressions that they need to give them so that you know hopefully people will visit here so hopefully people will do business here and a growing number of uh, film companies and production companies are doing business here we mentioned a day to die a couple of times but you know I, I love the story because here you have Curtis Nichols from from uh, from Jackson who's doing it he's you know they're able to he's able to raise the money bring in a good director bring in a great cast including Robin excuse me Bruce Willis and and, and pull it off um, th- you you got to be excited when you see all the pieces come together in a movie like that. Oh, I'm like a proud mama. Yeah, there's, there's definitely that 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 feeling of pride. Um, I I also teach, um, and it's that same feeling when I see one of my students go from um, just kind of a, an, an idea and then suddenly they write a script and then they get their friends and family together to shoot it and then they sit in the editing room for weeks on end and then we premiere it um and that spark that that sense of completion and satisfaction like like i did that (laughs) there it is people can see it and people are reacting to it um is magic it's magic and i maybe that comes from the fact that i'm a creative person too and i studied filmmaking and i i know what that feels like personally and so when i see that happen for someone else it's joyful absolutely joyful you say you teach you actually teach film production at millsaps and that i mean again technology there aren't the barrier to entry we used to have as you as you well pointed out you put the tools in a creative person's hands and magic can happen. I bet. I bet. Literally, you've seen, you've had moments or seen moments where you just go, "Oh my God, that was yeah. unbelievable. That's oh, yeah. special." Absolutely. I mean, I'll be in tears. I'm not a crier normally, but that always gets me. <laughs> always gets me. Um, yeah, I've seen it a lot of times. And when when I'm teaching, certainly at Millsaps, there there have been moments where I thought. I can't teach you anything other than <laughs> you got it. You got it. And I'm just going to support you and nurture you through this. You know, um, it's that's that's pretty cool, Nina. That's pretty cool. But I, I, again, uh, and even in that story you just mentioned about sort of the emotional connection you have to it tells me you're a leader with a heart. And it, and it makes a big difference when you have a when you're in a, an important role and you're trying to connect with people that you have a heart. And uh, and that showed really well in that story you just told. But, hey, listen, if you think about going forward for Mississippi, um, where do we go from here? How do we remain competitive? How do we remain competitive? Um, you know, we're at that point where we've, we like I mentioned, we met our incentive cap for the first time the last fiscal year. We're going to meet it again. So do we want to grow? Well, if we want to grow, then we're going to, we have to, we have to allow that growth. We're, we're at we're at the point where we can't grow anymore in terms of money. Um, so we have to make that decision. Um, we also have to determine, um, are we going to train more people and how are we going to train more people? So finding those connections, finding the tools to do that. Um, you know, I, my personal goal is to share more of Mississippi. I think that there is more to share. There, We have so many stories and it's not just the stories that we, we typically have yeah. seen come out about Mississippi. There's there's a lot of complexity here, a lot of different diverse stories to tell. And um, I'm looking forward to being a part of getting those on screen. 
I have a place up in the Mississippi Delta, and I was having a conversation with someone, and they told me the story about a New York Times reporter, white reporter, who came down to the Mississippi Delta and was going to cover a story of some sort. And one of the things she did, she entered into a, a poor community. I don't know where it is. Chula is in my mind. I have a, actually at least a farm in Chula, but you know it may not have been there. And she went down this long road, and she came up on this house, and there was an old African-American woman sitting on the front porch, and she got out of her car and she had this thing in her mind that she wouldn't be welcome. And when she got on the porch, the woman says, welcome. You know, she, they introduced me. She said, would you like a glass of tea? And she went inside and got a glass of very sweet tea and sat on a, a rocking chair with this woman. And they had the most amazing conversation. You know, that's where two cultures collide in this amazing thing. And I, I have, I, like I say, I spent a lot of time in the Mississippi Delta. I love it there. Can't get enough of it. But there are there's so much fodder in this great state to talk about, isn't there? There's so much scenery and incredible people, and it's just it's just uh, it's special, isn't it? It's real special. I mean, it's not it's not just us as Mississippians saying that it's special, but other I see it all the time. People from other places come here and they tell me, "Wow, this is special." <laughs> So it's not just our perspective. Other people truly see it, too. Well, that's what it's all about. And that's what that's what you do. You're you're about uh, creating that connection, finding out what it is that's going to connect. And sometimes it, you never know. It might be the incentive. It might be it might be the culture. It might be the landscapes. It might be who knows what it might be. It might be all of those things together. It's but always you have to, food. It's always <laughs> food. You have to hit on every cylinder to, to, to have success. But Nina. Parikh, Director of Mississippi Film Office and for the MDA in Mississippi. We really appreciate you being here today. It's been a delight to, to get to know you better, and we'll check in with you soon. Thank you so much for having me. Follow Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.